It is June 8th, 2015. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to the only internet debate podcast on the internet. It's best of the best. Mark, how are you? Doing good. Doing, doing real great. Good. Doing good. You doing you do you doing good. Doing good. Doing uh, um yeah. I uh I was thinking about something earlier today. I don't think I mentioned this on the show. Months and months ago, yeah. I went to Las Vegas. Las for... Vegas where the wind goes sweeping through the plains. That's Oklahoma. Oh. Um that was in Sweet Vegas. Home, Las Vegas. That's it. And um the, the great <laughs> Leonard Skinner song. <laughs> I like the Kid Rock version more. <laughs> Sweet home Las Vegas. Do 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 do. Well, I'm coming home to you. Do 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 do. So, it was fun. What did you do? I don't really want to talk about it. I think you did mention this on the show uh, a couple months ago that you had gone and you saw Britney Spears. Yeah. No, I liked your musical interlude now more. Let's, no, let's no, go. I, I'm interested. I don't want you to beg me to no, talk I, about I, it. I'm just, I just don't want to talk about it. So let's. But then why'd you bring it on. up? You, I guess I wanted to hear you sing. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> Mark! It's June. It's June eighth. It's the week of June eighth. Is it summer, or is that it's two uh, months? It's June twenty second, I believe, is the is the solstice. So we have a couple more weeks of. So it's gonna get hotter. Long fucking spring. It's going to get hotter, and gas prices are just going to go up and up. God. Saw the prices at the pump today. Four bucks. More than four bucks. When did that happen? It's June. It is. It's been, the price at the pumps have been four bucks since, like, May 1st. Early May. That's correct. Second, maybe? I, I had always thought that, because weren't there all these reports that were going out that were like, uh, you know, gas prices have dropped dramatically to the point where, like, people are buying SUVs again? Like, all these car companies just were like, oh shit. And then you, you see all these, like there's that, there was that like a uh, uh, Chevy commercial where you had this, like this, this guy showing up in his like, he's like, oh shit. He's like, <laughs> his like eco-friendly car. And he pulls up and there's this like string version of back in black playing. And it's like, look at this pussy. <laughs> and then this guy, and he walks past like a cool guy. Tom like, is, is doing the <laughs> VO on this. I got this pussy out here. <laughs> Coming up at the time like a show. It's all about the pussy. <laughs> and um, that's gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> Please cut that. Um, we're gonna go ahead. And, I can only I can only blink. So we're just gonna go I don't ahead. I want people to know that any of us even know what the Tom Like a show is. <laughs> and uh, he walks past this cool guy that's going out to his big old fucking Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. And when he steps out the door, that string version of Back in Black becomes like. Yeah. And so he's like driving in his big fucking boat of a car, and he's like, "Yeah, tank of a car." Fuck you, pussy. Yeah. I did not see that ad. Well, that's basically what car companies are getting excited for, because like oil gas prices, prices oil prices were going down, so gas prices were going down. So they're like, people are gonna buy big fucking brick shit houses of cars again. Yeah. And now it's like four bucks a gallon. What? What? They got gotcha. you. If you fell for it, <laughs> gotcha, they got they you. Tricked you. They tricked you. But I, I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Not gonna fool me. Not again. gonna fool me again. I just 
call me a crazy cynic. You're like, a crazy cynic, Mark. Thank you. I just don't really trust advertise or like news stories that are clearly press releases from car companies. No, well, this or is, or oil co- or anything that an oil company tells me, I I will not believe. Like I remember when the oil prices went down, they were like, they're obviously press releases that were going out. They were like, this is really bad. This is bad for the economy that. <laughs> People can get well, to work. OPEC, and not panic. OPEC can say that, but like, there's, you know, there are there are agencies and news organizations that are following these pretty closely. The Financial Times and Wall Street Journal needs to know this stuff. Saying that there's like a minor uptick in car sales. Yeah, I I, I guess it's true, but I it, it also just reads to me a little bit like if we tell people that more people are buying SUVs, then they will buy more SUVs. Follow the money. That's what I'm saying. That's Just all follow, I'm ever saying. Follow, follow the money. That's all I've ever said. Follow the money. I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I think that, you know, you can only, you can only, it is, you sure. can, you can only goose that so much because you physically, there are, you have to release these numbers. Ford, Chevy, yeah. these are all publicly traded companies, and you can't lie to stockholders like that. So you have to show them sales figures, and if you're seeing an uptick on Chevy Tahoe, or you're seeing yeah, an uptick can- on. Uh, the, 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 the Ford, the, the Ram, the Dodge Ram trucks, like the big fucking diesel trucks, like yeah. you're going to see that's like, oh, well, apparently that's yes, the way, you, that's the way the advertising pushing is pushing. Yeah. But you can, you can claim that, you know, a 15% increase in sales over one month is a trend when in fact it's only that. A trend. No, only an uptick. Oh, a slight uptick. A slight in, uptick in based on 30 days. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, but uh, it, Rich assholes are always going to want the biggest fucking car on the road. And that's it. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah. So They're going to want Teslas. I've seen a lot of te- like Remember when Teslas were like... I've seen a lot like, of Teslas in our Like, area. we're really yeah. rare. And you're just like, oh, shit, oh, this guy's God. got a Tesla. But now it's like... I've I've been I was working on this uh, this this lot late recently and that's where you see like big rich dickheads show yeah, what up the really rich people are doing ritzy cars and it's like there's like four or five Teslas in the lot and you're yeah. just like a lot less Porsches yeah when I got started in this business there were a lot of Porsches and now it's all Teslas yeah I don't know it made me think uh, uh, um, the when not if no what. I'm, I'm having I'm having minor. If we become successful, correct. And we were big rich assholes. Like what kind of cars we would buy? I don't think I would buy anything terribly different, right? Maybe like a current model car, but like I don't think I would want a Tesla. I have a intense brand loyalty to Mazda, mm-hmm. so I would probably just buy whatever their higher end vehicle was. Yeah, but I can't imagine switching over to Mercedes, like a, like a Mercedes or a, a BMW or something like that. Because like every time you see one of those on the road, it's always some dickhead like driving it. Yeah, like an intensely aggressive person that like cuts you off or something. Nine times out of ten, and this is only personal experience, but it always seems to be like a higher end car. Yeah, because they're better than because they're better than you, obviously. But I don't know. Like I maybe I, I I think I would just buy like a nicer version of either the car that I had or. Just maybe a current a current year car. Would you get a classic? No. Imagine you had a million dollars 
just one tax million, free. Just tax free million dollars. Yeah. Would I buy a classic would, car? Would you ever no. be tempted to buy? Why? The, I don't know. It just seems like that'd be harder to keep up. Yes. That's the yeah. That's the you know because like. I want something that I can put in a garage somewhere, and then I can get in the car, and it, when I turn the key, it starts up, and I just go to go, there. go to the fucking place I need to go, go to the Sizzler, because I've got a million dollars, and I I know what, where I'm going with my life. Yeah. But that those are fun lot, you know. Those are fun. Those are fun games Flights to just of fancy. think about. You know, yeah. it's like what no, if probably, I had superpowers? Probably die with this car. What if I was successful? It'll double as my casket. So I wanted I want to make sure. Andrew, it's best of the best. Um, <clears throat> the only internet debate podcast on the internet. That's why I've got it's got leather. It's got I've got it nice inside. It's got it. It's got a little TV. So when I when I'm in the ground, I can just watch my shows. Uh, for those who are new to the format, Andrew and I will be debating up to three topics in one central category. This it. week's category is. Military personnel. Scott, I've got um, like a um, box set of scrubs in there. Best in of the best can't get is a first to 500 series, the winner of which will receive it's gonna be a $25 Wendy's gift card. Oh, I don't have a DVD That's player yours. in there yet, so you I can probably use that should get one in there. As much or as little as you choose if you want to stretch it out, but that's yours. That's what you get for winning. See, I, I would put my personal effects in there, but I'd probably only fill half the car. And there is a secondary prize. And... And that secondary prize, like I don't even think I, I don't even think if I pulled out every something I'm dollar very excited I about in one dollar bills, I don't think I can fill a quarter of that car. It is free checks from the bank of your choice for two years. Free checks. They used to give that away. They used to give that to everybody, but now it's just you know another thing you have to pay for. It's all about nickel and diamond people you know i'm giving them their my my money they're gambling with it and then they ask me for more money it's ridiculous what were we talking about huh i'm sorry i was military I was thinking about something more important um yeah great stuff good 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 work best of the best that's what we're on that's right it's episode Andrew, 117 mark i can't believe we've made it this far i I can't believe it either. A lot at stake. So I was thinking when I was 26 and I bought that car, I was like, this will get me to 27. Find myself in a ravine somewhere. Just, you don't want to pop the windows out because that'll more put more water in the in the car. You just, you just kind of ride it out, let level out. And if you wanted to, like let's say you get in too deep, you gotta, you got to push the door, try and level it. But, you know, once you get past the certain water line, you just... You ride that missile all the way down. That's what I say. You're like Slim Pickens and Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call for court coin toss. Yeah, sure. Um, what do we got? We got this uh, Denver quarter celebrating the great state of Hawaii. King Kamehameha on the back. Along with the the Big Island, a couple other islands. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No. Mark shaking his head. No. It's no. radio, Mark. Would you ever want to go to Hawaii? I'd Here, there's to big go. bugs there. I'm sure. I'd love to go for like a week. Hang see out. See what it's all about. Get spit on by locals. Do they do that? You know, I had had a friend that moved to Hawaii, and like, it wasn't because they weren't tourists. Like, they literally went, and they were both white. And I guess that they like the those people. 
the the population the those, the those people spit on him the pacific islander population were are really resistant to howleys all, all of them <laughs> not all of them but there definitely is a there's a divide there's a divide and his his girlfriend at the time got spit on on the bus because she, because she was white uh, I'm not lying. I'm sure <laughs> I'm not I'm, doing. I'm sure you're not lying, but in my experience, when I hear stories like this, it tends to be and I'll actually talk I'll I'll go into this a little bit in our next episode. It's we're like 20 minutes in and we haven't flipped the fucking coin. But in my experience, whenever there's a story like this where it's like I was just minding my own business, riding the bus, telling people that they smelled bad and they spit on me <laughs> and you're like is this like your story where um the guy the guy cut somebody off and he was mad because the guy was mad that he cut him off do you know what i'm talking about no this is more like the story where a producer was mad that a cop gave him a ticket mm-hmm. because he was speeding and he i was at a meeting uh, with a producer this is years and years ago when i believed in things and he was late and he was like i can't believe it i was like okay so i was going 90 on pch but the cop pulled me over and i was like hey you know i'm just trying to get to work you know I'm not, I, I pay my tax i'm not one of these people that like you know just leeches off the system it's cool and the cop was like you were speeding on pch you're getting a ticket and it's like no you don't get it like i'm going to work it's okay <laughs> and he just couldn't understand that, like, a cop would give a white person in an expensive car a, a speeding ticket for speeding. Well, he is he's in an expensive car. He's better than you, Mark. He is. Be- he was better than me. I wouldn't give him a ticket. Yeah, you can't. But I can't. But if I were in the power to do so, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well. Anyways. So, like, it, I don't know. It's, so what you're saying is this this person was lying and that there's no, she there's, pro- no, there's no divide in Hawaii. Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying if I find it hard to believe that if I went to Hawaii and lived there, got not, on a, a not bus, as a tourist, not as a tourist, but you live there, just a guy hanging out, just riding the bus that I would get spit on for no reason. I find that hard to believe. Okay. If I was there and I was on the bus and I was like, it's really hot in here, move or something like, I don't know. Then, yeah, I would probably get spit on, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, it's, it's wrong in my opinion to say those people are racist. Or not, those I'm not, I'm people don't that, like foreigners. I'm not saying they're racist. Because then you're the one who's saying those I'm not people. saying they're racist. You're not the one saying it. Your, your friend said it. Okay. okay. Not you. All right. Not your friend. Your friend. <laughs> yeah, this is a load of shit. You know that. <sighs> Call in the air, Mark. Heads, I guess. I don't know. It's tails. It's Kamehameha. Mark, on our first topic here, we're talking about military personnel. We are talking about the best service record of a united states president because i won the coin toss i get to elect whether to kick or receive i'm going to receive oh you're ready to go i'm ready to go mark best service record of a current of a a current current. yeah uh none i guess (laughs) next round none other than the 26th president of the united states himself theodore roosevelt oh yeah the rough rider himself don't want none of Six gunnerness. Yeah. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Drew Hill, y'all. Drew Hill, y'all. Teddy Roosevelt, interesting guy. Very interesting. Kind of a Renaissance man. Asthmatic. 
he just basically was just a just a brick shit house of a man that was just like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm gonna do what i want to do went yeah. to college wrote a big fucking distant dissertation about how he's just gonna kill everything the, that he uh, saw right like naval war and he like broke this naval war down by its nuts and bolts to the point where like people didn't think that you could break war down like yeah. this and he did it and did it in a very scientific it was almost like a like a, a scientific dissertation that he the, the way he broke down this uh, uh this naval war that he wrote about do you know if it was it was was it like the outcome of this war could the, the outcome of this battle could have only been one way or was it like if one thing had changed it would have been different or was it just well he was i think he was just discussing like it, it, like the way that he was able to to talk about like how each machination of the the naval war of 1812 yeah and how like every single decision had this ripple impact that and he was he's talking about like every single maneuver and his book had drawings and all sorts of stuff so wow. he was like a he's a student of history but he also knows warfare yeah so uh he was uh police commissioner in new york That's he would true. go walk the beat he would go and walk early morning and late night beats to see if beat cops were actually doing their rounds and then the spanish-american war broke out and he went he was ready he went and fucking fought fought at a couple different san battles juan hill? but san juan hill is the one everyone remembers he was a a colonel during that time led his troops up San Juan Hill, up Kettle Hill. And it's the best service record because I think it's the most celebrated. But, like, when you actually read about it, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, he was he was out there. He was the only one with a horse. And so he would run. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a old wives' tale or, like, an urban legend that he was, like, they were all on horses and they were, like, riding up. Yeah, that the Rough Riders all rode for a cavalry on horses. Yeah, through the water and stuff. But I, I guess he was the only one that had a horse, and he was riding back and forth between two spots and two leading, fronts. leading this this charge up this hill. His horse got tangled up in barbed wire, so the actual final push up this hill with his unit uh, was all on foot. And he later talked about it. He's like, well, basically the only way to to lead is to just do it yourself yeah if you know you gotta show them what you need them to do and you gotta do it yourself if you're gonna get it done and then um then they we we won we got him we 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 and the cubans bought back those fucking spanish dickheads yeah go fuck off showed them for blowing up the main that'll show them oh it didn't happen oh i saw pictures i thought Oh boy. Um, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot of presidents have service records, and a lot of them are like soldiers. A lot of them were guys who were there, but Roosevelt like is was a in hero, the fucking a thick war of it. hero who was doing it. And so when he actually was discharged and he came back and started running for president, he preferred to be called Colonel or Theodore. Okay. Most people referred to him as Teddy, which apparently he did not appreciate. That must have taken some stones to tell him to say Teddy to a guy when you know that he doesn't like it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of shitty. It's like when people call him, like, I'd be kind of upset if I was in the national spotlight and people were like, Andy Krukowski. And I was like, not my name. It's like Les Moonves. I guess he doesn't necessarily, president, president of CBS. Yeah. 
he doesn't prefer to be called Les. His name is Leslie, and he prefers to be called Leslie. But yeah. most people just refer to him as Les Moonves. Yeah. What does he? Nobody calls him. I wonder if anybody calls him Les though. Most to his people, face, I bet not. Most people call him Les Moonves. <laughs> oh, yeah, say they, the whole they name say whenever the whole I hear thing. it. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's always weird when people take. You know, it's like with Mark. There's not really can't. There's not too many permutations of that. People have tried to call me Marcus, but that's, that's not, not my not your name. name exactly. Marcus would be spelled with a C. Correct. My name is spelled with a K. But like most people take liberties because they think like, oh, eh, you got Andy, you got Drew, Big A, Drew Hill, y'all, y'all. I do always take liberties, which I've wondered. It'll probably be this year's. New Year's resolution to stop doing that. I prefer. But I would always I think, call people Danny or Johnny or whenever whenever I met them. Usually, they'd say their name like, was Dan, and I'd be like, "Cool, Danny." <laughs> I try and and when I talk to people and they introduce me, because usually when this is the way I do it, if I introduce myself to you as Andrew, that's my name. Yeah, but if I introduce myself as Andy or as Drew, then that's different. Yeah, that's. That's the right way to do it. I've been doing it wrong. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up now. But Teddy you Roosevelt. fucked up. Teddy Roosevelt is my pick for Great service best record. president ser- pro- service record, I believe. Best, pres- best service record of a president. Of a president. Because yeah. he kicked a lot of ass and then came back and was president and got shot. Can Finished his speech. Finished his speech. Then beat up the guy that shot him. Yeah. Then went to the hospital. Uh, tried to run again. Really fucked Loose up a party. lot of things because yeah. they were like, "Please don't run." He's like, election. "I'm just gonna fucking run anyway." I think I can do it. Um, bold moves party, right? Yep. Started the national park system. What more can you like? You're welcome, of guy? America. Uh, Andrew, my pick, Eisenhower. Yeah, that was my second pick. It was either one or the other. I like Ike. Um, during World War Two. You know, Supreme Allied Commander. That's correct. Picked over Patton. Uh, definitely Patton, but also I think it was MacArthur mm-hmm. or Mick something. McSweeney. Mc, McDreamy. McDreamy. Yeah. He's, Picked he's over McDreamy. R.I.P. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> Led Operations Torch and Avalanche. Yeah. Which uh, Torch was basically taking back. South North Africa mm-hmm. from the Germans took care of that. Fucking Germans. They're like, why don't you do the avalanche? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Which big, was big av. taking the Sicily and then moving into Italy. Said, why don't you, why don't you give me something hard next Just time? Just keep going. Keep going till you hit the North Pole, I guess. Uh, yeah. He was Supreme Allied Commander of the Allied Expeditionary Force in addition to being Supreme Allied Commander in Europe. What so, a weird title. I was thinking about that the other day because, you know, it's like Colonel, General, Commander in Chief. Like, but this is like Supreme Allied Commander. It's almost like a G.I. Joe position. I would, yeah. It's, it's like Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they, I guess once you get to a certain rank, they're like, what do you, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Like, King, Captain America? King like, shit sure. of Poop Mountain? That's okay. me. Why not? Can I be Iron Man? I don't care. Hell yeah. Sure. Supreme Iron Man. Supreme Iron Man's out there just doing his shit. Blasting with his hands. So killed a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, oversaw. They were Nazis. They, 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 they deserved it. 
Well, apparently, and the uh, members of the Allied forces were not happy with him also. Uh, Churchill um, said, I'll be sober tomorrow, yeah. but you'll still be a you'll dickhead. You'll still be Eisenhower. <laughs> Eisenhower was like, so I'll be in charge of the British military as well. And then Churchill was like, no, you won't. And then Eisenhower was like, then I'm leaving. And then Churchill was like, all right, for Normandy, you get to Fine. be in charge. But after that, I want that army back. I need you to say it. You'll have it back. At right certain, after? Well, you know, it, when's the deposit? When it, does the deposit roll over? Kinda how long? What's the, what are the late fees on this army? You know what? Now that I think about it, I guess, I guess there will be cleanup necessary. Yeah. Why don't you just keep them? Keep them for a little bit, Just I a guess. little bit. Yeah. You know, let's be flexible. And you then know? Churchill walks out of there and he's like, I showed him. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. <laughs> but, uh, you did what? But I think that Eisenhower's greatest contribution, you know, in addition to saving the free world, mm-hmm. USA, USA, USA. Number one. He wrote his memoirs, Crusade in Europe. Uh, do you know anything about this? After the war... 45 comes around, war's over, maybe it's 47. Eisenhower writes a big damn book about his experiences in Europe. Mm-hmm. Huge success, massive success. Yeah. Nobody knows why, but plenty of rumors have circulated. But the Treasury Department decides that Eisenhower is not a private author because he is writing about his service record as a soldier. So technically he's an employee of the government. So that means they get a cut of the book. No, even better. He doesn't have to pay personal taxes. He did not write this book as a private author. So he ends up saving $400,000 in taxes. $400,000? $400,000. $400,000. On top of all the money that he got for so writing this book. So all that stuff just went in his pocket because... Yes. Well, he didn't that's... have to pay capital gains tax. Why did, why did the Treasury Department decide to flip that switch? That seems like they're losing out on that money, right? I would guess he strong-armed them. <laughs> I guess. He just showed up with the British Army. Yeah. He was like, I still got them. Still got them. They're right here. Guess what? I'm not paying a fucking paying dime. A so uh, that's why he's the best. I think it's his the best his service record. Best service record was probably using his a certain amount of cronyism and military espionage and experience to say, not paying taxes, just made a shit ton of money. It's going in my pocket. What are you going to fucking do about it? Nothing. You Yeah. You know what it probably was? The IRS was like, eh, you're going to have to pay us. And he was like, you and what army? Boom. <laughs> Walked away. Pulled some pistols out. Started blasting in the air. Yeah. Final arguments, Mark. Teddy Roosevelt is cool. Yes. Because he did his own fucking thing. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt is the only president to be honored with the Medal of Honor. Do you know that? I did not know that. Awarded posthumously in 2001. He was nominated for the award when he actually fought in the Spanish-American War. Why didn't he get it when he was alive? They didn't. And here's the thing. The year he was nominated, military brass shot it down because they didn't like and didn't want to um, uh, produce more headlines based on Roosevelt. Because technically, 
He did a lot of that stuff without getting direct con- <laughs> direct confirmation from his superiors. He just do it. He just did it. Yeah. And so uh, he was not awarded the Medal of Honor when he was alive, but in 2001, he was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor. Only president to receive it. Eisenhower was the fucking Supreme Commander, Allied Commander. Yeah. Didn't get the Medal of Honor. Teddy Roosevelt did. Some people care about medals. Some people care about killing Nazis. Some people apparently care about fucking over the government when it comes to getting getting a taste of their taste of the tax sweet tax dollars. Teddy Roosevelt, I don't think would have stood for it. To be quite honest, you, th- you think Teddy Roosevelt would have happily handed over four hundred thousand dollars if somebody had come to him and said, "By the way, you don't have to do this." I think so. I think so. Teddy Roosevelt's all about the experience, you know. So he wants the, the, the incredible highs of publishing a vastly successful memoir and then having to pay over half of that to you the know, government. You know, just the experience of all of it. Like. Just, what are you going to do? You know, you want to Soaring do- highs and the crashing lows. You've, we've talked about this before about working your way up mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry where you're doing shit jobs. And I mean, 15 years later, it seems like you're still doing shit jobs. Yeah. But supposedly less shitty jobs you're supposed to do less shitty jobs on the way up meanwhile are you trying to tell you know how flustered and irritated you get when you meet someone who's got a more cush position than you and you ask them how'd you get this cush position and they're like oh i graduated from the university of montana and the ep also graduated from there and so he gave me this job it's pretty cool right and you're just like just boiling on the inside going well fuck you buddy stick your alumni newsletter right up your ass that's what that's what ike eisenhower just did teddy roosevelt wrote a book and he's like i paid some taxes and ike's like well i got to keep all mine (laughs) (laughs) pussy it's the dwight eisenhower show Uh, (laughs) lines are open call me up puss yeah, I guess I guess Roosevelt is always going to be better. Yeah, in all ways. Because like Eisen, you know, Dwight Eisenhower, you're like, what a stick in the mud. You see a picture of Teddy Roosevelt, you're like, that guy's that guy cool. Looks, looks like he's having fun out looks there. Looks like he's. It doesn't matter if he's fucking saving the national park system or killing some Spaniards on the coast of Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's having yeah. a great time. So, Andrew, I got to give it up. Yes. Which takes us to our next category. Our next category here on episode 117, we're talking about military personnel. We are talking about the best military-based spokesperson. Yes. I went first in that first round, which means Mark goes first in the second round. Mark, the best military-based spokesperson. Andrew. Yeah. You got a car, don't you? I do have a car. Do you have insurance for your car? Yes, I do. Well, if you didn't. You know who you could call? Or even if you are currently insured, Mm -hmm. the general. Oh, man. I had no idea. He is a tiny, tiny man. Tiny, poorly animated man that seems to drive sports cars or play basketball. Yeah. Has a big, bushy mustache. Big, bushy beard. But um, based on his garb, I think he's supposed to be based on Patton. I, I, he's like Yosemite Sam, but also Patton at the same yeah, time. he's got like a tank helmet. Can't see his eyes. Can't see his eyes. Just see his mustache. Um, he's a five-star general. Yes. So Patton was only ever a four-star general. Yeah, but he's got whatever. One, one up on that guy. Go six. That's what I say. Um, give me your stars. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the general. Definitely my pick. Because I like the thought of somebody saying, you know, how, what's, what's the top animation software that we could get? Like, I mean, we could borrow Pixar's guys for a no, couple of days. No. Um, I mean, we could talk up. to uh, DreamWorks Animation. No. Well, I think they've got some pretty it. good slide stuff. Slide it further. Keep going. Um, I know a guy who was an animator for the Donkey Kong animated series Ooh. back in the late thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that good enough? That's yeah. I want something really horrifying. Okay. I want something really stilted and horrifying, and I want him to like poorly interact with like live action actors. I don't okay. want to animate the whole thing. Do you want him to rap as well? Yes. Yes, I want him to All kind right. of sing a little bit, and uh, you know, just just he goes out there and he just rolls in with his big fucking boss sports car, and he just talks about insurance. There are some awful, awful commercials. And I don't want to shoot it in sixteen by nine; it's too wide. Four I want threes. four three. Four, three, four three is, is what we grew up with. Four yeah. three is what we'll live with. It's good okay? enough for my father and his father, and it's good. Yeah, good it's enough good for enough me. Good enough for me. Exactly. Thank you. That's what we want. But for car insurance ads are incredibly like avant-garde now. Yes. With Progressive's weird flow commercial. Progressive has and flow, and then State Farm has like teleporting people. Yeah. Or they've got basketball players that are playing themselves. Or they've got the discount double check. Yeah. Geico has a new person every new spokesperson every month it seems yeah it's a relate it's a it's a commercial week you know that's a that's a that's a insurance company i can relate to yeah they like salt and pepper i like salt and pepper they like pigs that are talking and i love pigs that are talking cavemen they're still doing cavemen ads i, I love cavemen ads the ge- gecko is still around love the gecko but the general they say look it's the name of our company. Yes. It's our spokesperson. Yes. He's approximately two and a half feet tall. Yes. Poorly animated. Absolutely. Shows up and yells at you. Yeah. Drives off in a bitchin' Ferrari. Get some insurance, dickhead. Get some insurance now. <laughs> That's the ad. We're done. So long. Buy it or don't. I guess I don't we have 20 shit. more seconds. That <laughs> should be it. It should be the general going, buy some insurance, dickhead. And then, and then 20 seconds of a guy just going like, well, we bought 30 seconds. So no, it should, it should be 20 seconds of just donuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck you, pussies. <laughs> Roast them. Best one. The, the general. general. Good pick, Mark. My best military-based spokesperson is created in 1950 by Mort Walker, Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. What was he a spokesperson for? The military. Just in general? Yeah. Best military-based spokesperson. As in a spokesperson that's talking about the fucking military. And he's in the military. So, Beetle Bailey, comic strip. Beetle Bailey, comic strip. This, um, you know... The military's not all about, like, killing people or dying or shooting a gun. Sometimes it's about taking naps, Mm -hmm. eating big sandwiches, and reporting to your superior officer who happens to be a dog in a little military uniform. That's true. That's what the military is, Mark. Or a horny old man. Really just giving it, giving the business, really being a real jerk to his... Very sexy secretary. I don't know. She had like 
to his blonde secretary. Yeah. Who had boobs. Yeah. But they were like well, she was suppo- freakishly in the, tiny boobs. In, in the world of Beetle Bailey, she's the sexy one. Yeah. And Beetle is the one. They're together. Were they? Yes. Beetle's dating Miss Buxley. Really? Yes. Huh. Does but, everybody know this? Yeah. Huh. Where have you been, Mark? Not reading Beetle Bailey. Apparently not. Watching general ads been a, <laughs> on a loop. There was a real, the real shakeup when, uh, uh, you know, they had the separate Beetle Bailey dimensions. They split the universes. Yeah, know, they went in different directions. Multiverse. Sergeant Snorky went to Vietnam, came back all fucked up. Was Beetle Bailey produced before Korea? Nineteen fifty. So yes. yes. Um, it's it's interesting. Beetle Bailey's interesting because. They, <laughs> he's on a base. He's on a base, Camp Swampy, right in the U.S. In the U.S. In like seems to the just do drills. Southern all the California, time. yes. The, this is the thing. They've been doing. They've been in basic training for about seventy plus years at this yeah. point, and uh, they just kind of do the same thing over and over again. Uh, they continually add new characters. In two thousand two, they added a tech uh, assistant named uh, Captain chip gizmo okay you know because he's he's got you know he's like a tech guy and he's always he got that position because his last name was gizmo i think so yeah i think so he's like i joined i the, I, i've never i i'll I make know, this i have a computer i'll make like, this very that, clear to you i need to kill something <laughs> that is why i joined the army you'll be our tech officer yeah and we you're use your technology skills and help us kill people you know no like i need to see a all life right, all right, well, well, fade in my hands. We'll figure, we'll figure it out later. All right. So that is why I signed I, I, up. Yeah, I know. The recruitment know, look, officer said you could kill somebody I, and yes, we'll let you. Don't just just let's get the paperwork in and you know just sit at a workstation for just a couple months and we'll figure out how to how to get you. A couple of months. Just a couple of months. I know how time moves here. That guy's been in basic for seventy years. No, I know. I'm telling you right now. I promise you, we'll get you. You get your hands wrapped around somebody's throat. Okay. Anybody. Our enemy, okay? What about my enemy? Again, we can talk. Okay. <laughs> um, type, type, yep. type. Yep. Is that what I do? Yeah. We got our new tech officer, everybody. Chip Gizmo is here. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess Beetle Bailey, this is the funniest part. Beetle Bailey seems real shitty and very lame, but I guess it occasionally gets censored. Because it runs in Stars and Stripes, which is the military <laughs> magazine. Is this true? This is true. Uh, in the 70s, it was censored at one point because it featured a belly button. An animated belly button? A drawn belly Otherwise button. Otherwise known as a circle? Yep. Then in... Uh, Whose um, belly button? Probably Miss Buxley's. Not the dogs? Take, I guess. Uh, maybe the dogs. And then uh, censored again at some point in, uh, uh, I guess, uh, occasionally it's censored. Stars and Stripes, I guess, uh, asks them to do different punchlines when it's run in Stars and Stripes because they sometimes feel that Beetle Bailey uh, uh, encourages resistance to, like, your, your commanding officers. Why don't you just not run it? If you guys got a problem with it. Well, uh, the mainstream press, I guess, made fun of the fact that Stars and Stripes was really upset that, like, Beetle Bailey Bailey. talks back to, you know, Sergeant Snorky. 
and uh, they were like, the "Dog." No, the do- no, the dog's name is uh, like Wolf or something like that. Okay. But Sarge- Sergeant Snorky's the big fat, yeah, uh, the the big fat guy who's always hanging from like a tree limb off a cliff. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they they He's driving a jeep into a wall. They made fun of them. They're like, "Why even make it a big deal? It's a fucking." shitty three panel comic strip yeah uh but but beetle bailey though in the in the minds and in the hearts of millions of americans is what the military is so he is my best military-based spokesperson really trying to amp up uh you know recruitment numbers yeah final arguments mark andrew general kind of sucks he's two feet tall he's a (laughs) five-star general i don't even believe that you don't think you don't think that's real no i bet he i bet he got some kind of, I, I feel like one of those one of those stars is, you know, award. It's like an honorary star. It's not in the line of service. You know, they talk to somebody, talk to somebody like, uh, I, I guess not, we can give I him a big star. Listen to you speak about the American government <laughs> in this way, especially not the men in uniform. Sure, the general is out there on the front lines, protecting you from from overpriced car insurance rates. And sixteen by nine commercials. Yes, and and interesting running, commercials. Yeah, running a running a zone defense when I'm trying to play one on one basketball. Also, um, driving Americans cars. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually a foreign it's, it's, sports car. Yeah, you know. But there he is out there risking life and six inch long limb mm-hmm. for you, me. Yeah. So the common consumer, the yeah, giving you a choice. Also, much like everything else in the American government, very slow to adapt new ways. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's endearing to say we're standing by sixteen by nine. Yeah, and we're standing by. No, we're standing by four by three. Four by three, and we're standing by, uh, two thousand and two animation standards. Sure, you know. Maybe even let me, pre let me 2002. Well, let me rephrase that. Television ah, standards. There we go. Animated television standards. Sure. Uh, Mark, I guess I can see that, you know, Beetle Bailey, while we do appreciate a man who can take a good nap and eat a big sandwich. Sure. Because that's kind we have, of that's we, my fucking life. We do have Dagwood for that. We do have we do have we do have Dagwood, who's even predates even Beetle Bailey. I guess the general is 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 out there more and more. People are talking more about the general than they are about Beetle Bailey. Yes. Cause, you know, he's on the, he's in the hearts and he's in the minds. That's the way you really win the war. That's Mark. how you win it. Yeah. I haven't seen Beetle Bailey in on television in years. Years. Last thing I ever saw about Beetle Bailey in the news is when they specifically announced that uh the the captain the corporal, the general in that that thing, I forget what his name is. Uh, was going to stop sexually harassing the secretary. <laughs> they like was it a press conference? Did they, he come out and say? Uh, it's, I want to thank the assembled press yeah. here today. His wife standing next to him. She's got this cold, icy stare, yeah. but she's there. Tiny mouth. I want to. Firstly, I want to apologize to my family for putting them through such an awful experience, like the time that I hid underneath the desk of my secretary. <laughs> And or the time I installed a, installed a telescope in my office that connected to a mirror so I could see out into the front office yeah. and watch my secretary do secretary things. 
Again, I'm apologizing. It was not right. It doesn't represent the office. It doesn't represent the military. And it doesn't represent the United States government. Also the time that I put a periscope in the toilet that in was, the women's restroom. That was, again, I, uh, it's, I apologize completely. It was not. I feel like, I'll, I will say this, though taken out of proportion all right i'm just didn't even see i'm that much i didn't even see that much all right but i saw something you wags in the media especially you on the tom likas show have been saying awful things that just didn't happen all right first question mr likas oh shit (laughs) what can you tell me about that This takes us to our final, final round. Final round. <laughs> uh, Mark and I have tied up uh, so far in this episode. We're talking about military personnel, which takes us to our tiebreaker round. To start off this tiebreaker round, we start with our customary coin flip to decide who goes first. Call it the air, Mark. King Kamehameha. It is heads. Mark, for this tiebreaker round, we are talking about the best TV show yes. about the military. Okay. I'm going to receive. You're ready to go. Ready to go. All right. Mark, the best TV show about the military is the 1950s sitcom. Damn it. The Phil Silver Show. Yes. Mark, the Phil Silver Show. Tell me about the Phil Silver Show. Sometimes referred to as Sergeant Bilko. Okay. Is all about Phil Silvers, who is a comedian. He's kind of a journeyman comedian that appeared in a bunch of movies. Now he's on TV. And he's always on the grift. He's always trying to make deals, trying to put one over on his captain, trying to put one over on the people in his crew. Just always, always, he's like a fast talker. Uh And uh, basically, this show shows people that, again, the military isn't all about taking naps and eating big sandwiches. Sometimes it's about running, running, elaborate scams, running the scam, <laughs> running the screw job yeah. on your commanding officers and the people that you work with. You know, it's like Bilko. Bilko is this. Bilko is he's a he's a scammer. He's he's always he's just he's a wily one, but at the same time, highly protective of his own crew. Right. He, he's also a very low level. He's a sergeant. He's only a sergeant. Right. Like, there are a lot of people above him. Yes. And not many people below him. But he doesn't want to, like, you know, he doesn't want to go too high because, you know, you got to, you got to, you, you got too many people looking at you. Find the right level. Exactly. Yeah. Can't be the Supreme Allied Commander running these scams. Oh, they don't. That would be a funny episode of Bill Co. where he becomes promoted to supreme allied commander and he's like i only got into it for the scams you know <laughs> what happened to the scams when did i who, do, who am i going to leverage this time this time so what i'm trying to say is is that this show it's it's fun mm-hmm. it's funny phil silvers is a very funny guy he's always animated top cat hannah Barbera's top cat if you're not if you don't know who phil silvers is if you've ever seen an episode of top cat you probably know who Phil Silvers is, even though Phil Silvers wasn't on that show. It's a guy doing a Phil Silvers impression. Top Cat, of course, was Top Cat. It was the yellow cat with a purple hat. He had a purple hat and a purple vest and a yeah. cane, and he would always he'd always be on the grift mm-hmm. as well. Hey there, I'm shutting this place down because we're running a backdoor alley milk club. You see? So, so give me give us a. 
what would you what would you expect to see on a Bilko? A Bilko would, would probably go something like this: that the, the like the sergeant, the 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 colonel was coming in, but at the same time, there's a big horse race taking place in Santa Anita, California. Right. So, Bilko somehow has to convince the colonel to leave the barracks while the horse race is happening so they can make bets on the horse race. Right. So usually they would some then like Bilko would come up with some goofy solution where it's like they they're holding a play in the mess hall that <laughs> that the colonel has to see. Right. But Bilko is the star of that play, but also needs to collect the money in the barrack. So he right. has to like run back and forth between the barrack and the mess hall. And he's like forgetting lines, but he's announcing. Here's what he's it also is. calling the race in the state. Yeah, exactly. All of the all of the military personnel have to be uh, have to watch the play. But Bilko is is uh, somehow giving away the results of the race in the dialogue of the play. Right. So that's there. There's yeah. your Bilko, and somehow the colonel thinks the play went over splendidly, but the barrack lost like five hundred bucks. <laughs> but Bilko got it all. Bil- yeah, Bilko somehow walked away with all that money. Okay. So, that sounds like a good show. I'd watch it. Yeah. So Sergeant Bilko, the Phil Silver show is the actual title of that show. Uh, I think that is the best show about the military. Larry David, creator of Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, has said on record that he thinks the best show that's ever, the best comedy that's ever appeared on television is the Phil Silver show. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> is that episode of Seinfeld where George buys the Frogger machine and it gets pasted by a truck. Yep. Um, that was that was a weird episode. That was a big departure. I thought. Well, that's those later seasons are real crazy, but still funny. Uh, Andrew, my pick, kind of a similar pick. 1960s Hogan Heroes. Kind of a fun, weird show when you think about it. It's a show about POWs and how much fun being a POW is. Yeah, you're just having a great time. You get you get to know the people that have you captured. Yeah, a weird Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, Colonel, develops Colonel where Clink's there, Sergeant Schultz. They're in. They end up kind of what well, Mrs. Hildegard, I think, mm-hmm. was Clink's personal assistant who. Uh, Hogan would sometimes make out with. Yeah. 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 Um, I know nothing. It would be. I used to have a boss in early, in mid 2000s okay. that would consistently do a Sergeant Schultz impression. A Schultz, not a clink? No, like, not a clink. Gonna pull from the I bottom of the deck here. Because he, because Schultz was the one to go, I, I know nothing. But yeah. clink would, Hogan. Hogan. Um, you just gotta love the idea of like some people sitting around. They're like, "We got to do a show." That's the other thing is there used to be a lot more TV shows about zany hijinks in the military. Yeah, McHale's Navy. Yep. Hogan's Heroes. Yep. Bilko. Um, F Troop, kind of. Kind of. There was that one with uh, um, Don Rickles. What the fuck was it called? Sergeant Sharky. Sounds right. I think it was him and like Borgnine were in a show. Yeah. Well, Borgnine was in McHale's Navy. Oh, Who's you're right. Mikhail? No, it was, it was uh, Sergeant Sharky, I think, is just with uh, Rickles. With Rickles. So they're like, is it, can we can we make jokes about World War II yet? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Can we do like a holoca- Holocaust camp? Nah, that's, I think, kind of a little too close. POWs. Ooh, yeah. 
Yeah, they're and they're always like in control. There's a, yeah, there is a weird divide on that show, and I've read some stuff about it that like the show Bible basically says like like Schultz and Clink were like personally their characters like are they're like you know Nazis and they're lovable Nazis, and it's very strange. But like they don't necessarily agree with like they're just there. They're just part of the machine. Like, there are episodes that kind of touch on this, where, like, Clink doesn't necessarily agree with his higher-ups, but because he's part of the military, just as as Hogan is part of the military, like, he just has to follow orders. Well, Clink's Clink's big thing was, like, his—he came from a military family. Yeah. And so when he graduated from, like, kindergarten or whatever it was, he was immediately shipped away to their version of— you know, a military West school, Point. West Point or whatever. Yeah. And he graduated like 60th out of 60 in his class. And he's just been stuck at a colonel for 20 years is the story. Yeah. So he served in World War One as well, apparently. Yeah. But he's a coward. He doesn't like fighting. All he wants is for the war to end and for him to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And like Hogan convinces Clink in one episode that the war has ended. <laughs> and Clink immediately is like, Thank God I can get, get that job at a shoe factory that I've always wanted. Yeah. Like, that is the most that he is interested in any of this shit. One of the other interesting things about the show is it's always winter. Yes. Every single episode, they are shivering in line or standing over a fire barrel. So you have to wonder, does the whole multi-season run of the show take place in one winter? Or when summer comes, is that when they're... Hogan and his troop are shipped away to like well, it's fairy like, Jews. It's or? like no, it's like Mash, where the, the run of Mash is longer than the actual Korean War. Yes, but there are at least seasons mm-hmm. in Mash. There's summer. There's winter. Yeah. There's different times of year. And furthermore, if you took all of the Mash was on for longer, but Mash only produced like thirty episodes a year. So if you broke it all down. They were Mash was, you know, you only see three hundred days, mm-hmm. eh, probably a few more. Probably only see like two hundred day or two years worth of stuff on the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Mash doesn't actually go you longer. All this great stuff you're talking about, I you know. know, World War Two. It's it, this is all it's all wild, it's all wild stuff. This is great. It's great. And Mash is generally considered the best. One of the best TV shows ever and probably one of the best military-based TV shows. But as we all know, MASH was funny for the first few seasons and then real yeah. preachy in the last like, two. I thought two. this was supposed to be a comedy. Is exactly. That was the famous line. But, you know, Hogan's, Hogan's, heroes, Hogan's heroes bringing the yucks every week. Yeah. There's something weird about watching. Autofocus bringing the yucks as well. Well, well now that we know more about him and his horrible Big porn laugh. addiction and Willem Dafoe killing him, probably. Yeah. Um, it's a different story. But it it's fun. It's a fun show. I like seeing guys put it over on Nazis as much as anybody else. Final arguments. Without the Phil Silver show, there wouldn't be Hogan's Heroes. How so? Was that the first, like, military-based comedy? I, I, it's the first military-based comedy that's probably as well known as. Here what we about are, Gomer seven years Pyle? Later. Gomer Pyle was after Phil Silver's. Are you sure? 
Gomer Pyle, like Andy Griffith probably would have run up until the 50s, and then Gomer Pyle was probably late 50s into the 60s. Because like Gomer Pyle is a spin-off of Andy of Andy, Andy, Andy Griffith yeah. show. Uh, I want to say that Phil Silvers was probably was early 50s. I don't think Gomer Pyle was before it. Okay. Because then you get into like Mayberry RFD and you get into a bunch of other stuff. Um, uh, and and Gomer Pyle is like Gomer. I mean, I, I guess it's it's here's this dumb. It's the opposite where it's like here's this, this dumb yokel this, in this the dumb military. Rue. Basically, yeah. it's Barney Fife in the military. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in, it's the parallels are there. It's like Phil Silvers is this trickster, you know, is always on the scan. Loki, always changing things up. Coyote we, out there. We have a the very, trickster very special guest. Phil Silvers is in yes. the audience, uh, and he he's always getting one up on the, the people in charge. And now, twenty years later, Hogan is this trickster character who's always getting one up on the people in charge. Yeah. And, without ever leaving the camp. Yes. And Phil Silvers is, is always, Bilko is always trying to avoid fighting and, and getting his crew, like he's loyal to his crew and he's always trying to get him out. So the Hogan's Heroes is like, basically they're like, let's take the Great Escape. The Great Escape was before that, right? Probably. The Great Escape, but let's make it a, a half hour comedy. Yeah. So it's a little bit of the Great Escape. It's a little bit of Phil Silvers. So what I would say is that without Phil Silvers, you probably wouldn't have Hogan's Heroes. And on top of that, Hogan's Heroes is such a weird show because you're like, oh, it's really funny and great. But like we're only 20 years removed. Like by that point, you were only you people, were less than 20 years. People removed. who are in POW camps. Yes. We're watching, we're watching that show and, and saying this is pretty much it yeah this is about it this is we all had a great time we, had, we ran we had hit a, my captors we had a, ra- a radio in the coffee pot oh, <laughs> we had holes all over the camp yeah, you know, we, we could have left anytime we, we wanted but we, but we, we you know it's like you, more, you know you have you like them they like you you know you're not gonna you got this family kind of devil thing. you know right and then it was even weirder because then like clink would show up like there's this there's this montage of of uh um Batman cameos. Like, have you ever seen this? <laughs> yes, of course. So when they're doing the window. They're gag. doing the window gag. So Batman, the '60s version of the Batman show. There, there's always a gag where they're walking up the side of a building, and they tilt the camera, so it makes it seem like they're walking vertically. Right. And uh, uh, oftentimes their capes would be kind of just hanging, hanging down off of their backs. Reason. So and so that usually there's a person that pops out of a window and has a little uh, conversation with Batman and Robin. And what they used to do is they would take these like cameos of characters from like other shows. Jaja Gabor. What are you doing here in Gotham? And one of them is Colonel Clink. <laughs> and Batman's like, Colonel Clink, what are you doing here? Yeah. And uh, Clink is like f- trying to like he's looking for Hogan. <laughs> so uh, I think we talked about this before because then at that point like Gotham is basically a Nazi symp- like Batman's a Nazi They're, sympathizer. At if, that yeah, point. if he doesn't kill him right, yeah. if he doesn't grab him and throw him out a window, well, yeah. what would be great? I, I I would hope that this was a very obvious tie-in where he was like, "I'm looking for Hogan," and then Batman says, "You can find Hogan." Sundays at seven thirty. <laughs> Looks right to the camera. This real awkward silence. Just, a, just a drool of sweat off Adam West's face. It. Watch it now. Watch it now. 
Uh, Andrew, anybody who listened to our episode of Leverage knows, love a good heist. That's love the a good thing. Con. You love a good scam. And if I'm tuning in every week for sick scam, you got me. Phil Silver's just leveraging the shit out of that of show. The U.S. Army. Every single week. So, Andrew, I got to give it up. Yes. That makes you the winner. I'm the winner. Call me the supreme commander of being cool. I don't think they play that <laughs> for, for military people. Um, yes. It's kind of morbid, but you got it. <laughs> Speaking of the end, Mark, we are at the end of this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you would like to hear more Best of the Best or Episodic Memories, you can always do that by going to the Flickering Box at WordPress.com. You can always listen to us on iTunes. And you can always download Stitcher. 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 Which lets you listen to these pussies on your iPhone. All that and more at the flickering box. WordPress.com. You listen to the time like a show. Boo do do do. Boo do 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 do. President Obama doing it again. Bye, everybody. Pussies. Flickering box at WordPress.com or Mark. Hmm? You can also email us. Please. BOTBpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Mark? Could hand us a letter. Could hand us a letter. Don't have to mail it. You just don't. Just give it to us. Treat it to me like treat me like we're in high school. Just be like and you're oh, wanted- you pass this to Andrew. You pass this to Andrew. Andrew. Why is this for you? No. I don't like this. I, it's it's a scam. It's a trick. We're in too deep. Mr. Krukowski. Oh, uh, well, do you have a no, 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 like no, I didn't. Class. No, I don't. No, no, I ate it. I ate the letter. We'll see you later. I I don't eat paper. <laughs> <laughs>